trust the process, stay committed. It's not going to happen overnight. You've got to do the work. The only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. That, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your host, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. To all of our millennials out there, girlfriends, listen up, (laughs) because this episode was recorded just for you. (laughs) Today, we chatted with Erica Pierce, and Erica is a both a millennial success strategist, yes please, Mm. and an expert on multi-generational workforces. Again, yes please. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) On top of all that, she's also a keynote speaker and author of the Millennials Playbook to Adulting. Hello. Add this, to cart. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this provides the millennial generation with straightforward guidance and techniques for success as they navigate the transition into life as working adults. I mm. mean, can we get an amen here? Yes, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> We had a blast chatting with Erica and and she provided so much knowledge to us about success in the workplace and as an entrepreneur and and through Erica's keynotes and her books, her weekly podcast, her online courses, I mean so much value that she's providing. She helps hundreds of millennials navigate adulting. And I need, I need everything that she offers, yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Erica's mission is to give Gen Zers and millennials the practical tools that they need for future success. And her approach is really, obviously, like we said, practical and actionable to help you see results immediately. And you know that we are huge fans of actionable plans. And so mm-hmm. this episode is, is packed with those step-for-step guides, like from transitioning to corporate world into entrepreneurship or creating a morning routine, a daily success plan, personal branding. We dive into so many things in this episode. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and roll this episode. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We are so excited to be chatting with Erica Pierce today, millennial success strategist. Erica, say hello to our listeners. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to talk to you guys today. Yes, we have so much to dive into. So we just will go ahead and jump in. Okay. We'd love to know about your background. Like what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship? Sure. Well, you know, it, it hasn't always been an easy decision, but, and I, and I want to make sure I always say this is that entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. <laughs> so I don't mean yes. to knock people who work <laughs> nine to five and who are in corporate America or work for nonprofits. It's just, it's, it's a choice. But for me, mm-hmm. what I realize is that there are things that I am very good at and that there are things that I'm very passionate about. And sometimes people are lucky and they get to kind of, you know, make money doing the things that they're passionate about. And that's what I'm really focused on. 
And so one of the things that's been interesting is that most of my career in corporate America has fueled what I do now because it's just been basically just a learning lesson, just lots of you know mm-hmm. material that I learned about how to be successful, how to navigate, you know, just climbing the corporate ladder, all of those things. So now I take all of that, everything I learned, a lot of stuff the hard way I had to learn it, and I now help millennials be more successful. Love, love, love that. Which we will definitely get into all of that (laughs) soon. How, how exactly how you help. Sure. What would be your advice? You know, after shifting from the corporate world and going into entrepreneurship, obviously that's not without its challenges. And we have so many women in our community who, you know, that is a goal of theirs. Like what would be your advice to someone wanting to leave their corporate or nine to five job and shift into full time with their passion? So I would definitely recommend just making sure that you have a plan. I I think right now, especially with what we're seeing happening with the pandemic and everything that's happening Mm -hmm. in the world, people feel anxious, you feel uncertain. And you also realize that just because you do have a nine to five, that does not mean you have certainty (laughs) either. So you need a plan no matter what, even if you plan to always stay, you know, working um, a typical day job, you always just need a plan. And then once you have that plan together, then really think through what are the actual steps to um, to get you know to the point of execution where you're ready to go what I did when I left corporate America is that I had a target date in mind and then I literally instead of thinking oh I have this much time left or I have to keep working until this date I, I said to myself everything from this point on is going to be you know opportunities to learn they're going to be lessons it's going to be an assignment and so having that um, I think mindset also makes you realize that you don't have to go and quit your job immediately to, in order to start to transition to that next phase, especially if it is entrepreneurship. That's great advice, Erica. And I love saying, make sure you have a plan <laughs> because <laughs> it's so easy to be like, oh my goodness, I love this business that I started mm-hmm. and I'm working. I'm going to quit tomorrow, right? It's like we would hold up what, what's the plan? Do we have a date? Do we have any, anything, any steps? In mind? Right. And run the numbers. I mean, I think Ooh, that's, that's too. too. And you also make sure that, you know, you have some proof of concept. This is a, mm. this is a term we, we use a lot in business, right? When there's a new product that's going to launch, a business will usually test to make sure that there's a market need for it. Because I've seen this a lot. This happens a, a lot, especially with online courses where people will say, oh my goodness, I have the best idea for an online course. I'm pretty sure I could sell it for $997 and all these people are going to come and take it and that's going to give me enough income. And then they go and they realize people don't necessarily want that content and they definitely don't want it for $997. So you got to make sure that, you know, you, you do test it out um, before you sometimes make that leap of faith. Yeah. That is my story in a nutshell. Right. <laughs> My first deep dive into entrepreneurship. I have this ebook and everyone's going to pay $50 for it. And so many people are going to buy it with my, you know, 150 followers. So (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately not the, not the case. So thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's definitely something that needs to be shouted from the rooftops. (laughs) Well, and that's why they say it's so important um, that you have 
your end buyer or your end client, whoever that is in mind, create an avatar, give that person, you know, a name, where do the, you know, what is it that they are looking for and how can you deliver it to them? And also when you're thinking about proof of concept, it's also important to go and to do some, you know, interviews because the other thing you want to also make sure is that whatever you're creating, whatever problem that you're solving, um, that you're using the language, the words, the, the marketing that is going to make it resonate with the person. So those are just things that, again, should all be part of your plan. You just have to kind of, it, it, you know, it, it, sometimes it sucks because you want to just go so yeah. fast, mm -hmm. but there's no such thing as an overnight success. And so you got to put the work in and then that will get you to where you want to be. Yes. Well, if we so had to just like, <laughs> we could just honestly end the podcast there. <laughs> right. but and thank you for coming, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind, repeat yeah. that. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Well, so from market research, right? Running the numbers, proof of concept, you know, shifting from, from corporate to, to full-time entrepreneurship. We're sure you've learned many lessons, but is there one that really sticks out to you? Like what, what would you say maybe is the biggest lesson that you've learned so far as a business owner? I would say the biggest lesson that I've learned as a as a business owner um, has to be, uh, you know, not to kind of be repetitive, but to trust the process, but to make sure that you know you just you really are ready to put in the work. Um, I, I think it's really easy, especially right now with social media, you can go on and you can go on Instagram, for example, and you can see someone that's doing the work that you envision yourself to be doing right and you're like oh my god they're they just posted something and they they got like 5,000 likes for their content and all these people signed up for their webinar or whatever it is or is buying their their product why isn't that happening to me and then you start to doubt yourself and then you start to get discouraged but what you don't know is all the things that happen behind the scenes for that person to get there. Yeah. So something that I do, and I don't know that this is the best use of my time, <laughs> but I, I will admit and be honest that I do it. When there is someone that I follow and I'm like, wow, they it just, I just, I wish that I could, you know, sort of be at the level that they're in. I go on their Instagram and I scroll all the way down to the beginning. <laughs> I go yes. all the way, it might be like 2,000 photos down. <laughs> I go down. <laughs> And I like to look at their content and you see that they yes. maybe only had, you know, five likes or they were having a course and that no one was showing you. <laughs> you could tell that they were just desperate for, you know, all of a sudden it, it was uh, 50 bucks and the next thing it's free. So you can just tell they just want people to show up. And but what you <laughs> Was it Anna Laura? I think you were talking about me. Did you stalk me before we right. came on? <laughs> but but what you but what that will show you though, usually for that that person is their journey and also the consistency that it required and mm. just being committed to whatever it was. And so you're that to me sometimes is a little bit encouraging to know, trust the process, stay committed. It's not going to happen overnight. You've got to do the work. The only place that uh, success comes before work is in the dictionary. That, you know, that's something to keep mm. in mind. Love that. I know our Philly girls are going to love that. Trust the process. Uh, <laughs> Sixers, Joel and Bede oh, slug yeah. in there. <laughs> so let's dive into the good stuff. As Not a that this is, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
this was amazing. Um, the, the stuff that, that you do every day, mm-hmm. um, the, your bread and butter, so to say, right? Um, let's chat a little bit about finding success as a millennial. I mean, we're all millennials here and, and can uh, relate to the struggles yeah, <laughs> of, of being a millennial and finding a job and wanting to become an entrepreneur. So um, what made you want to become a millennial success strategist? So my career is that I went to law school and then I, um, I did not go into traditional um, legal practice. I went and I, I went to corporate America. And so I was working at a publicly traded healthcare company. I became vice president of the, one of the vice presidents of the company when I was 27 years old. And I had no leadership training. I had no management skills. I had nothing that, (laughs) you know, I had a lot of ambition. That's what I had. Okay. But I didn't have all the things in order to start really making decisions and being responsible for budgets and and people, even managing people. I'd never done any of that. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, there was a lot of attention on me because I was the youngest vice president. President, um, and I was a you know a black woman, so I was the only black woman vice president in the whole company. Mm. And I'm also 27 years old, so yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that were looking like you know wh- like well how did she get there and you yeah. know how is what's going to happen to her? And so I honestly I made a decision that I had to there was no option but to really just go you know go big or go home, just be ex- as successful as I could be. And so I started to study what success meant. And I started to read books and um, blogs and Google things. And, you know, podcasts weren't that popular back then. I wish they were, but, um, you know, they, I just did anything I could do to learn more about successful people. And so from that, um, what that ended up doing is that people would then, even some of my friends and peers would start to come to me and say, Erica, can you help me with this um, work problem? Or can you help me work through the situation I have with my boss? Or can you look at my resume? Or can you help me practice for an interview? And so I just started doing, I didn't even know it was coaching, but that's kind of what I was doing, right? Sort of on the side. And I enjoyed it because I'm like, look, I learned all this stuff. Like, please, somebody else use it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then over time, what I also learned is that especially being again in the corporate space, you would hear all these complaints about millennials. Oh, they're just, you know, they're, they don't want to do the work. They just want to <laughs> be the boss on day one. They don't want to come into the office. They want to work from home. They don't want to dress up, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, look guys, instead of complaining all the time, let's make sure that we're giving, um, you know, these, this generation of leaders, um, the, the tools, the techniques, the things that can be helpful to them. And that's how I ended up writing the book, the millennials playbook to adulting, where I just said, I'm going to dump everything that I know. And I've learned about life and career and finding a job and networking and finances and mental health, physical health, all of that stuff into just a playbook and it be super actionable. That was also the point. I didn't want to just say, oh, be successful, just work hard and you'll end up, you know, being, (laughs) getting to where you want to be. I wanted to be very actionable. And from there, that's when I realized, wow, this is actually something I, I'm, I'm good at, to be honest with you. And I know that there's a need, there's a business need. And so I tested the market, as I said, I got a plan. Um, and, uh, you know, I've now been able to focus on this full time. 
I absolutely love that. That, that was a long answer. Sorry. Yeah, no, please. This is your this show. Is, yeah, it's all about you, girlfriend. So please. No, we, we are totally here for that. Um, yeah, no, I just love that you, what you told us at the beginning is the advice that you actually followed in, you know, taking your, your own self from corporate to this new entrepreneurial venture. And you've seen obviously tremendous success with it and have been able to impact so many women, millennial women, um, and men, I assume. I don't yes, want to yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. assume more women than men, but yes, but I'm, I'm a equal opportunity yeah. coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know many women in our academy and in our community, they have goals uh, really to help their clients or their own community achieve success, but that is not something that's clearly defined and can also like the term success can really vary like person to person. So how, how, what do you define as success and how are, what are some common ways that your clients view success and how do they achieve that? Sure. So, you know, I think success is definitely subjective, right? I mean, for some people, success means I don't dread Monday morning, right? I wake up and I'm excited to go to work and that's, mm -hmm. that means I am successful. For some people, it's financial. You know, they are really trying to hit a certain goal um, in terms of their, their salary. Um, for some people, success is, again, transitioning to where it's entrepreneurship and they're not working for someone. So it's, it's very, it's, it's, it is very subjective. Um, but what mm -hmm. I would say in terms of the, the best way and how I define success is when I keep the commitments that I have to myself for the goals that I want to achieve. So that to me, that is when I feel that as though I've honored, um, again, what I've set for myself to do and I, I achieve that. And that's, uh, that's when I feel it. I'm like, ah, oh, killed that. You know, I was successful at, at that. And the definition of success also, it evolves, it changes, and that's okay too. And, and as I said, everyone doesn't have to have, um, doesn't have to have the same definition, but what everyone should have are things that they strive for that they are moving towards. I work with people and, you know, everyone's not coachable. So I don't want to work with someone who's like, look, <laughs> I'm good. I'm just going to coast through, you know, I mean, I don't know why they'd be looking me up in the first place, but, <laughs> but those are not the kind of people that I want to work with. The, the, the belief and the mindset that I have is I will never stop trying to become the best version of myself. I don't care whether I am 40 as I am now, whether I am 70 years old. I mean, my grandmother is 86 and literally will text me. She's a huge texter. And the other day <laughs> yeah. she texted me to say that she needed me to help her update her computer to Microsoft 365 because <laughs> she still had the old version Stop. on. So she's on it. She's 86 years old. A lot of people Love. at 86 are like, I don't even, why would I even need a right. computer, you yeah. know, and so I'm true. definitely not texting. So that's inspiring to me is that, mm -hmm. you know, she always is still curious. Um, she's always still learning. So that's to me, again, that's, that's where I believe we should all be at. And that's what I try to help mm -hmm. people that I work with is let's think through what, what your current definition of success will be. And then mm -hmm. what is that plan to get there? Because the plan is everything. Um, execution is everything. That's hard. Accountability is everything. 
But when you have it laid out and you have a path, um, to me, that's the fastest way to, to get there. You have to have intention, um, even your days. I mean, especially as entrepreneurs, you have to have a plan for the day. If you wake up and you're just sort of like, well, I'm going to check some email and then I'll see <laughs> if this happens, you will not make any money, okay? <laughs> So, you know, you just, you've got to have, you've got to have that plan. And to me, that's what I help my, um, my millennials that I work with do is create their, that current success plan. And some of it might be short-term, some of it might be long-term. That, that is such a great point that you mentioned. And it's something that we've recently started doing, I guess in 2020 is really creating more specific systems for our mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. to make sure, you know, we're not just waking up and like <laughs> on this hamster wheel of yeah. like, yeah. do, 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 do. We have to do this, respond to this email and record this and edit this. And it's like, what is going on? Uh, so what is your daily routine? <laughs> So number one, I am a huge proponent of a morning routine. It has been one of the most transformative things that I've done for my, my personal life, my career, um, is to really start the day with, um, with intention. So I call it my power hour. So um, the first 30 minutes I spend doing 10 minutes of meditation, I do the exact same meditation every single day. It's, um, it's about manifesting your desires. It's on Insight Timer. Um, then I do 10 minutes of what's called morning pages, and that's where you just journal, you just brain dump. It could be whatever comes to mind. It could be a grocery list if that's what's top of mind. It could be you know, something that's going on that you feel anxious about, whatever it is. I just free flow write for 10 minutes. And then I read 10 minutes of a book that um, is just going to, you know, kind of raise my vibration, something that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, I don't want to use the word self-help, but self-empowerment type of book. Mm-hmm. So that's the first 30 minutes of the power hour. The next 30 minutes of the power hour is, um, focused on sweating. So mm-hmm. I work out, um, honestly right now during quarantine, it has been the only way that I'm keeping my sanity mm-hmm. <laughs> and also trying to keep off the, the COVID-19 pounds that I feel like I have <laughs> also gained. Um, so, you know, so that's how I start every single day, even the weekends. Um, you know, I, I, I still stick to at least that, that those first three things that's so key, the meditation, journaling and reading. Um, and then I move into what my business morning routine is. And to me, that's really focused on making sure I ha- I'm planning out my day. Um, I like to time block. And so I like to make sure that I know what I'm doing. Um, for the day, I, I get sucked in so easily by email. I think that's yes. kind of a carryover from corporate America where you feel like, oh my God, I got to be constantly checking my email or I'm going to, you know, get lost or get, you know, not get behind on something. But I've, mm-hmm. I've tried to, I'm training myself to stop doing that and to really make sure that each day I know what I need to get done. Um, and then I reward myself. Last night I had something to do and I was like, you know what, after you finish doing this, you can fix yourself um, a nice, like I had a martini, like I did like oh, the whole ew. like shaker, like I never really do that. But I was like, I'm going to really make myself like a real, like I'm out to, uh, you know, for a cocktail yeah, like drink. So, yeah. So, you know, you got to treat yourself. Work hard, play hard. 
I love that. Mm. Monday martinis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's funny because what, what it was is that there is some, there's an IG that I watch and they do a Monday martini and I saw it and I was like, oh, that looks so good. But I was like, you can't do it until you finish this, you know, project. So <laughs> I think that's so important and something that, that we don't do enough of is, especially if you are so goal driven that you just get caught up in the next thing and the next yep. goal and achieving mm. that and really sitting back and even celebrating those little wins. Like, yeah, hey, you did this project, like you made yourself do it. Like celebrate it, girl, like pour yourself a martini, shake it up. Like that. exactly, exactly, that. exactly. I love that. You gotta um, have balance. That's yes. so true. That's so true. Instead of like every minute of every single day, so regimented and just always, like I said, like being in the goal achieving mindset, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. where's the celebration in that? <laughs> so what are some common mistakes that in the, in your community and the people that you coach, what are some common mistakes that you see millennials make in their professional journey or their entrepreneurial journey? So I would say that um, one of the mistakes that I see happen quite a bit is um, just not connecting enough with older generations. Um, I think that, you know, we as people just gravitate to um, people who, you know, they, that we have stuff in common with so that, you know, that are around our same age, have similar mm -hmm. journeys, things like that. And so <clears throat> I meet so many millennials who don't have, you know, mentors, um, who don't have sort of a network that they've built out of people that they can go and sort of bounce things off. Um, you know, they have their friends, they have their peers. And I'm not even saying this has to be someone who is significantly older than them because a mentor can be actually younger than you um, or, mm -hmm. you know, your same age, but they don't have people who are maybe even just different from them or who work in other areas. Um, I think, especially when you are an entrepreneur, it's very easy to surround yourself with other like-minded entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and, you know, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, go do it. You know, mm -hmm. cause that's the spirit. Right. But then when you talk to someone perhaps who is a little bit more risk adverse or like, Hmm, I don't know if that's really a, you know, <laughs> a great, that's a viable, you know, uh, um, course, or I don't know if someone's really going to go, like, tell me more, you know, like they'll, mm -hmm. they'll push you. And so I think that's one of the things that I, I always recommend. I always tell, I always ask them like, who is your board of directors? Like a company has a board of directors. I think we Ooh. as people need to have our Ooh, board of directors. I like that. Yeah. Well, and, and the way it works in the corporate world is that your board of directors is a, a bunch of different types of people, right? They don't work at the company. Um, they work at either their own companies or they work mm -hmm. in different industries, but they're bringing whatever their expertise is so that they can, you know, really have a different objective view of how this business operates. That's the same way we kind of need to have for our own own our own lives do you have people who are in other walks of lives who can be objective and who can you know help you and 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 sometimes poke holes and you know but also support you so that's one of the things i i think is a missed opportunity um for sometimes for for millennials i i love that alex and i we're over here thinking of of our own board of directors at She Shines, <laughs> and they're actually called He Shines. It's, okay. it's our significant others, Ryan and Cody. Um, and they're definitely the ones that we bounce ideas off of. Yeah. The ones like, hey, um, maybe take a step back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mine and is. Mine is my sister who is, yeah. I mean, she's not, she's the, everything, the opposite of me. And so, you know, sometimes I'm like, what do you think of this? And she's like, Hmm, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> like I was telling her, I said, I, you know, I do a lot of networking on LinkedIn. And so I just discovered, I don't, I didn't know this, but you can send, once someone you're connected with, you can send them a video and they're like, I am mm-hmm. instead of sending like a, you know, a text message or whatever. I so I was like, I think this is how I'm going to start um, reaching out to people. So I stand out. So mm-hmm. I sent one to her to test it out. And she, she was, I was like, do you find it weird that all of a sudden that you got a video introducing yourself, like introducing myself from, you know, like if I were a stranger and she was like, um, she goes, I didn't find it weird, but I would not send you a video back. I would just say. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That's like, actually I, what we do too at, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. We don't yeah. get videos back. We don't get videos <laughs> right, back. Right, no. right. But that's fine. And like you said, it, it helps you to stand out exactly. and you're not expecting everyone to send you a personalized video. Right. Back. Right. Exactly. She was like, yeah, I would just I'd probably either ignore you or just fight back like nice to meet you. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, another question we have for you too is what is your advice on how millennials can become leaders in their industry? Because often, you know, and we hear from our community and maybe you can relate is that you know, we don't have the knowledge or the experience to, you know, share our message or share a product or a service as the leader in that industry. So how would you recommend that millennials can kind of get over that mindset and really, you know, present themselves as the leaders they really are? So I think this is where personal branding really becomes key. And mm-hmm. I think that right now there are so many more opportunities to, you know, brand yourself and to position yourself as leaders, as, you know, and as, as an expert, as a thought leader. Um, for example, I think that, you know, especially if you are, even if you are a nine to fiver and you're trying to transition to becoming an entrepreneur, um, create your own personal website. You don't have to be selling something to have a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't have to be <laughs> um, a full-time entrepreneur to have a website. Go out, get that domain on GoDaddy <laughs> um, and put up, you know, like your your bio, start creating some content. It could be blogging. It could be, you know, um, photography. Maybe you're trying to move into um, a space where you're focused on, for instance, the fitness world and, you know, just whatever it is, start mm-hmm. creating content around that. Um, start following what's going on in the area that you are focused in. Set up some Google alerts so that you can start, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being well aware of what's happening in that community. And that also can fuel some of the content that you can share. You can start a podcast. I mean, there are just different ways that you can can do it. Um, Even on social media, um, there's just so many opportunities, but come up with, again, a plan um, to really position yourself in that area and also connect with other people who are in that space so that you can, again, start to build that network, start to connect, um, you know, attend events. Even now, there's so many virtual events. I went to this phenomenal all-day conference on Saturday. It was $20, which was shocking. Um, and it was it was all about kind of like building out your brand. And they had all these like PR people and just, um, just yeah, it, 
even they had like people talk about how to set up your like, an LLC and they had CPAs about finance. And I mean, it was a phenomenal all day conference that I probably would not have been able to otherwise attend on the fly. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so look for those types of things to, you know, again, really get your, you know, build out your, um, your training, your education. There's so much stuff that you could be doing, especially right now while we have the time and everything's virtual. So take advantage of that. I love that advice. I mean, I think what it boils down to is have a plan and take action. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds so basic, yeah. but I mean, we've all been there, right? Where you get yeah. stuck, you get analysis paralysis, right? Where you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, I have no idea where to start. And so I'm just going to like go on Instagram and look at other people's funny. <laughs> Yeah. So you, you mentioned personal branding and positioning yourself, and we know that you're an advocate of the importance of personal branding, obviously. How does having a personal brand help you as a career woman and as an entrepreneur? And can you tell us how your own personal brand relates to your career and networking opportunities and, and just helps you grow so much more? Sure. So, you know, one of the things about my brand is it's, it's really just being me. Um, and I'm, I'm someone who it's, it's funny. I grew up with very low self-esteem, um, dealt a lot with just, you know, self-confidence issues. Um, and so now I, you know, I feel as though I've done a lot of work on myself and, um, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. And so my brand is really just about sharing, you know, my journey, my stories, and just being very honest and authentic and transparent. And so sometimes I even have to remind myself about that, you know, because on social media, it can become very easy to say like, oh my God, I can't post that. My hair doesn't look, you know, like, (laughs) right. Or I need to add, you know, like a filter or something to make my, you know, my, the bags under my eyes or skinnier, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. But then I have to remind myself, like what I want people to, you know, think about me. And and again, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. That is actually how, that's how most people define what a personal brand is. So you have to make sure that you are doing things and you are putting out, um, you know, messaging and content so that when you're not in the room and you're not able to explain yourself, people are still, you know, saying the, the right things about you. And so my brand is really based upon, look, I have done the work. I really tr- learned, I taught myself how to be successful. I, I you know, I didn't, um, I grew up in a, you know, in a, in a great family, but I was not, you know, past some sort of, you know, silver spoon and said, oh, you know, here's the keys to the company and go and excel. Like I really had to learn a lot. I had to find my mentors. I had to do, do the work. And so what I want people to do or what I want people to know about me is I want them to trust me, trust that like things that I'm telling them, things I'm sharing with you, these are not, this is not stuff that I have made up. This is not stuff that I, you know, I'm just, that sounds good or that's catchy. It's actually things that I have experienced or, um, or, or have, you know, really done the research on or read, you know, I'm a, I'm a big reader of just of all types of different books. And also I'm a studier of people, a studier of, of leaders and successful people. And so I'm just trying to share all of that. And that's what my brand is based upon. Um, mm-hmm. We know, all know there's people out there who, you know, they may seem very successful, but there's like, something just seems off about <laughs> them, right? Like they're not someone I'd want to necessarily hang out with. Um, and, and my brand is also, is really about 
like I want people to want to hang out with me and also, you know, feel like I could help them and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's, I call it a big sister approach. That is my approach to coaching. It's not a, I've been doing this for 20 years, which I kind of have, which (laughs) sounds Mm -hmm. crazy to say. And so let me tell you how it's done. It's like, look, I'm going to tell you how, like, if this is what I would do differently. And so, or this is what I think you should do, but take it or leave it. So that's my approach and that's my brand. Again, amazing advice, Erica. And, I, <laughs> and we just know it. it's just so refreshing to hear someone else talk about it <laughs> to mm-hmm. us because it's something that we talk about so much, but just to even hear, you know, how the steps that you've had to take to evolve your personal brand into who you are today, you know, it's not something that just happens right away. You know, you have to read the books. You have to come up with a plan and take action and mm-hmm. get out there. And, and you said, set those Google alerts. And, and there's so much that goes into it. And while it may seem easy on the outside, like you said, there, there, there's that foundation there of really getting to know who you are and getting to know, excuse me, who you are and, and who you want to serve and how you want to show up for those people. So when you leave the room, right, <laughs> they're saying exactly. things about you that you want and that, yeah. that you have been attempting to, to give off to others. So absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So we want to touch just a little bit on your speaking programs. You talk a lot about building this leadership success plan. I want it. Sounds amazing. I know. That's and- <laughs> 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 Can I click on it? Right. Um, yeah. Add it to your cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just add to cart, please. Uh, times 10. Um, so without giving too much away, because we know this is something that you talk about in your speaking programs, but um, without giving too much away, can you tell us your recommendations to, so our community, we serve multi-passionate women, right? Women who've got a lot of things going on. Maybe they have a full-time job and a business like myself, mm-hmm. maybe like Anna Laura, they're running multiple businesses. Um, what would be your advice into like the basics of what's going to go into this leadership success plan? So one of the things that I do is that um, everything is customized when I work with someone. And honestly, it would be easier if there was sort of a cookie cutter <laughs> approach, yeah, right? Sure. Instead it was, you just added it to the cart. Right. Um, and so, you know, most of the time, what, what we spend the first few, you know, sessions working on is just, you know, again, what, what's the, what's the end point? And then let's, then we work backwards on putting together um, a plan for what that looks like. And it, it's, it's so, you know, it just depends. It's so variable depending on, you know, the, t- the person, um, you know, like both of you, some of some, some are working full-time jobs and also trying to get a career off the ground. Some are just trying to figure out how they can transition into a new career. They're just like, I don't know what I want to do, but it's not what I'm doing right now. (laughs) And then some are, you know, again, building out, they're at the place where they're building out a business. I mean, there's one woman I'm working with right now. Um, she's, um, building out her own her own business, but you know she honestly wants to go from like A to Z. Like she's like, I want right. to be popping right now. Like how do I get there? And I'm like, it's not it's not that easy. That's the name you of know? this episode. I right. want to be popping right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Right now, I, I, that's what I'm trying to get at. And so, you know, and some of it too, I, I think when, when I work with millennials, it's really trying to figure out if there's anything that's limiting them from getting to where they want to be. Most of the time, if they've reached out to me, if they feel like it's, they just can't get this plan together on their own, there's usually some sort of limiting belief that, you know, be it, it might be doubt, it might be lack of support, it might be just, you know, again, they may be risk adverse. So sometimes we have to just kind of dig through that a little bit 
And then the other thing that I, I would say is really what most people need is just the accountability. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, that's probably half my job in, in terms of when I, I'm doing these programs is just being the accountability coach. And so one of the things that I do is um, I, I do a minimum of six sessions um, because, you know, we just can't like meet and kind of overnight you have everything you need. Um, and over that time, over that six week period, it's really about making sure that there's deliverables. And, and perhaps I'm just taking it from like, again, my corporate America <laughs> approach, but there are deliverables and you, you know, you have, you're going to be held accountable to them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and I, I'm there, you know, I'll, if I need to send some text messages and do some things like that to make sure that you are, are doing it, um, I will. Because I've actually been on the other side where I had a business coach who was phenomenal and she was incredibly expensive. I'll tell you that much more than I am. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't mentally in a place. So, you know, we would have a great session and then she'd say, okay, Erica, I want you to go and put together a list of 25 people that you're going to contact um, this week. You don't have to contact them, but I just want a list of 25 people that would help you grow your business. And so send me that list before our next session. I'm like, oh, no problem. Nothing. <laughs> because I had that, I guess, because when I got to the, the time to do it, I was like, I can't contact this person. I can't put this person on this. This is stupid. I just, you know, like I just, I had that limiting belief and that I, I just, that I couldn't do it, that I was not ready for it. So sometimes it's working through that. Um, first. And then again, just getting that plan together, um, getting, so, again, the confidence together, the mindset, um, that's what people need a lot of times. And, uh, and that's, you know, I think that's where the coaching comes from. I actually like to do a little more of the strategy. That's the fun part to me. But I think we all sort of sometimes just need that coach to kind of help us be accountable to, again, the commitment that we're actually making to ourselves. Mm hmm I'm so glad you touched on that. It's, it's funny that, you know, during recording these podcasts, Alex and I will have a conversation earlier in the day and then it, it just keeps coming up throughout yeah. the day. So, <laughs> so hearing you touch on these things about like having accountability and removing those limiting beliefs in order to, to move ahead, uh, you know, it's just funny how things keep popping yeah. up. So. The, uni <laughs> the universe, the universe. Yeah. I believe it. Just, it. Yeah. So who's that? <laughs> Well, Erica, this has been so packed with so much value, which mm. is always the goal of our podcast episodes. So we appreciate you taking the time out of your super busy schedule to come yeah. on. But before we let you go, we have a few quick questions. One okay. being, where can we connect with you? Um, you can find me on Instagram is kind of my, that's my jam where I have the most fun. Yeah. So it's at the millennial boardroom because I, that's, that's the community that I'm building is the millennial boardroom. So it's like, it's the, the premise behind that is let's, let's get these millennials in the boardroom and talk <laughs> about issues that we want to, you know, discuss and that we need help and support with. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is ericapierce.com. Erica is spelled A-R-I-K-A, -A, <laughs> a little different peers.com. Uh, and then also guys, I I'm also big on LinkedIn. I believe everybody, even entrepreneurs should be on LinkedIn. Yes. We'll have so, to follow you. We're yes. On LinkedIn too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Connect with me there as, as well. And I just got on TikTok, but I'm still figuring that oh, out. We're, yeah, we're not there gets, yet. <laughs> before it gets taken away. Know, right. <laughs> right. Before it's gone. Right, 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 right. Yeah. All right. Well, that. Let's dive into our rapid fire She Shines question round. Um, so let's set the scene. 
Okay. okay. You were at your favorite, well, back in the day. Okay. <laughs> at your favorite coffee shop. <laughs> okay. You're about to get, what is your coffee drink? Um, it's a venti Americano with an extra shot of espresso. Yes. Lady who knows what she wants. Okay. So we're ordering our venti Americano, double shot of espresso. And someone taps you on the shoulder. She's like, oh my gosh, Erica Pierce from the millennial boardroom. Um, I have three quick questions I want to ask you. Number one, what is your favorite way to connect with new people? My favorite way to connect with new people right now is just to do a Zoom call, to be honest with you. I just made a new friend last week and we had a hour and 45 minute Zoom call. Wow. Oh, that's so nice. But before that would be just, let's get a, let's get a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. (laughs) One One day. So the next question she has is how can I create community in my life or business? Oh, good one. I would say to that, the best way to be, to create community is to be a connector. When you meet people, think about who you can connect them with and just mm-hmm. constantly. Um, I have a friend, we call her the social engineer because she always is like, oh my goodness, I know someone or you're going to California, let me call this person or you're trying to build this business, let me connect you with this person. And she really, you know, through that has, you know, built an amazing kind of her own community. So just think about how you can help connect people because those connections, that's what I think creates community. Oh, I absolutely love that. My, mm-hmm. my husband recently referred to me as the guy's guy because I'm like, oh, I know a guy that can do that. Yeah, exactly. I like that term. <laughs> no, that the, the social, what'd you say? The social engineer? Yeah. Social oh, engineer. Sounds yeah. so much yeah. more. Love. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that, that's, that's branding. That's personal branding. Yes. <laughs> Way more. Yes. All right. Last question. How do you get your fill of girl talk? Ah, well, just, you know, I have a, I have like five WhatsApp chat groups that I'm Mm -hmm. in. And so like one, you know, and I I just think just jumping in and out of that sometimes talking about everything from Real Housewives to, you know, Kim and Kanye to (laughs) politics, if we have to, but you know, just kind of having that, that rolling, I, 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 I like it because it's instant quick communication. Um, and you can kind of jump in when you need it and jump out when you, when you don't need it. But, Mm -hmm. um, it's, that's, that's kind of my fun way. And also just to add on to that, I will take, I just, I will take anyone real house. Every franchise of the real house vibes is, is I still watch all of them. So whenever I find anyone that will entertain, what's your favorite one? New York. Okay. I'm an Atlanta girl, but okay. (laughs) I, I'm with you. I, I actually like them all. Yeah. <laughs> My mom will I, just sit there and both of us will just Yeah, I, I yeah. like them all, but I like the New York ladies yeah. because they just seem They're to crazy. not yeah. care about yeah. anything. <laughs> well, that could be a whole nother podcast episode. Yeah, um, but Erica, thank you so much no, for thank you sharing this all your so wisdom with us. Oh no, my goodness. This is so much fun. And I love that what y'all are doing. It's so amazing. I think that, you know, millennials get such a bad rap sometimes. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, but I meet so many, you know, especially young women like you who are doing amazing things. You're creating community. Um, You're focused on your dreams and you're talking about them and you're connecting. I mean, that's, that is really phenomenal. And so uh, just keep, keep at it, ladies, keep going. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. Erica. Keep, keep shining. I should yes. Oh, well, on that note, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally how 
we end every episode. That oh my great. goodness. <laughs> Thank you for doing our outro. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.